wasted witches on the journey through life. Join us while we blur the lines. Grab a glass of your favorite wine. Welcome to the show. Here we go. Hello and welcome to episode six of the Wasted Witches podcast. I'm Destiny. And I'm Nicole. And we're so happy you're here again to join us. We have some very exciting things happening this episode that we will get to later on. And what are we drinking, Nicole? Uh, Today we are having a 2019 Fit Vine Sauvignon Blanc. And uh, let me just read the little slogan on the back before I open it because it cracks me up. It says, we crush grapes you crush life. And (laughs) yes, I suppose so. So here it goes. Uh, That is a twist cap, my favorite. (laughs) As I'm sure all of these listeners know by now. (laughs) Oh, that is a heavy pour. That's my kind of pour. That's about half the bottle. (laughs) And um, as for me, I have already opened my bottle. Uh, because Nicole has already been drinking. So I was trying to get on her level because I just got off work. So um, cheers. And this Fit Vine is vegan and it's gluten-free. Oh, and what else does it say on the bottle? Isn't it like low sugar, low sulfites? Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, Fit Vine was born when friends got together to make wines that fit into their active lifestyles. With rich flavor and low residual sugar, Fit Vine won't hold you back. If you're looking for a wine that champions the way you want to live your life, crushing it at work, at the gym, and at home with the family, then drink with us. Fit Vine. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, but how do you like it? I like it. I don't. I mean, the, my first sip was very yucky. Yeah, because you're a red wine person. I. I don't have, know why, but I, I, I was the same way until about two months ago. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the hot weather or what, but I love white wine. now. I think my taste buds have changed. Well, I think we talked about this too, where, you know, taste buds change every however many years, but I love white wine, but I cannot do Chardonnay. That's disgusting. No. Chardonnay is buttery and gross. I've only come across one Chardonnay that I like. And it was uh, from a winery in Napa uh, called Chateau Montalina. And it's actually the winery that put Napa on the map for wines back in like 19 in the 1970s. And yeah, that's really the only white like or Chardonnay that I've come across that I like. Uh, if It's kind of expensive. It's like a $50 bottle of wine, but it's actually really good. <laughs> Ooh, hoity-toity. Yes. And the history of it is 15. Yeah, this is like a cheap bottle, but, but I mean, the history of it is really cool too. You know, like that's literally, if you look it up, that's, it was, um, some wine festival thing that France and everything, you know, that are obviously known for wine were a part of. And everyone was like, who is this Napa wine coming in? Like Napa, what? Cause they won the, the competition. So yeah. And now look at Napa. Damn. That was a history lesson. It was. I think this whole episode, you guys, are his, is a history lesson. So just be prepared. Get your notebook out and pen. Get 
get ready to learn. <laughs> yeah. um, now, um, what, what do you think it tastes like? I just want to dive into this a little bit more. Ooh, like a sommelier or whatever. I love doing that. Let me see. Hmm. Honestly, it's a little oaky. Yeah, it's a little on the oakier side. I'm not tasting much fruits, maybe like a, like a Fuji apple or something. Hmm. I think I get the, the apple, the apple, the pear and pear. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I can get the pear, mm-hmm. but I don't, I'm not good at, at this whole, like, oh, what is, what are the flavors that you taste? Cause I don't know. I'm actually kind of good at it sometimes. Like we'll be at the wineries, wine tasting, me and my husband, and it'll have like the description and I'll like try and taste it and like guess what's on the description. And sometimes I get like, like at least three out of five, right. And I'm like, yes. So yeah, it's definitely not like citrusy. Like I feel like I can usually tell no. if it's citrusy. This one's definitely more like apple or pear, like you said, um, and it's the smooth. oak. It is smooth. But I don't like it. It's not very sweet. I will say that. It's because there's no refined sugar. Yes. <laughs> Low residual sugar. <laughs> sugar, sugar. Not. Um, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> yeah, not. So what are we whining about this week, Nicole? Um, you you go first. What are you whining about? Today is National Wine Day. Are you serious? Yeah, the day that we're recording it is National <sighs> Wine Day. I did not know today was National Wine Day. What the heck? So what is today? May 25th. National Wine Day, and I'm drinking this shit. Well, I'm just kidding. Cheers to that. <laughs> cheers to that. So let's go into our next segment, which is thank you. Hexed. <laughs> and this week on Thank You Hexed, we actually have a very uh, special surprise for you guys. Nicole, take it away. So this week for Thank You Hexed, we have a guest uh, speaker, a guest special enthusiast of things. Of things? And, and this guest of ours is going to be drinking along with us. And uh, she has been drinking since before we started, just to, you know, get her where she needs to be. To be a wasted witch. Um, I bl- to be a wasted witch and join us to <laughs> talk about, drum roll please. Can we hear that? So. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh <laughs> The Salem Witch Trials, but not just the Salem Witch Trials. We're going to talk about the first witch or supposed witch to get executed. Allegedly. Alleged witch. Oh, so there's like some controversy there. Okay. Okay. Well, were any of the people that they killed witches? Because if they were witches, do you think that they would have died? Hmm. <laughs> that's a, a a brain teaser. I don't know. That that's that's a very good point. That's something we should talk to Stacy about. Stacy, welcome. Yay! 
Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Buenas noches, everybody. <laughs> Hello and welcome. If you want to take it away, I mean, you you did all the research here. You are the the professional, even though we're the wasted witches. But you know, you're our honorary wasted witch, so you're the professional right now. Um, I mean, I don't think I'm a professional at anything, but I'm going to try to be one at this because I'm a huge fan of drunk history. Yes. I've always, I always wanted to be on it, you know? And here we are. Here, Nicole. Okay. Y'all know about the Salem witch trials, but do you really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so contrary to popular belief, nobody was burned at the stake. That was more of a European thing. Really? Yeah. Wow. I never knew that. Wait, so like they weren't tied up to like things and burned? No, dude. Look it. We're learning already. They were hanged. They were all hanged except one dude was slowly crushed to death by boulders over two days. Two? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, I knew some of them were hung, but I didn't know that you know that specific here we go my brain (laughs) the puritans were crazy motherfuckers (laughs) (laughs) clearly i was made for this (laughs) i'm so excited for this oh my god no i apologize profusely to you destiny and to all the viewers listeners Listeners. (laughs) (laughs) okay all right, let's get this started. Let's party started. <laughs> All right. So the whole Salem witch trials, the whole thing was less than a year. It started January 9th or 1692, and it was over by 1693. So that's how little amount of time it actually like took over really? history. Yeah. It was that short lived because and it's so popular. Dropping knowledge bombs. Yeah, so popular. Um, it's because the whole thing is utterly ridiculous. It is. Seriously, I, I'm going to read you some direct quotes and you're going to be like, are you for real? That really happened? Yeah, it's a le- there's, a legal, there's legal documents still on display in Salem, Massachusetts. Okay. You can see this crazy shit. Okay. So, well, I'm going to take a drink before we get into that because that sounds deep as shit. Drink it up, girl. Yeah. Cheers. Okay. Continue, Stacey. All right. So, the whole thing started in January 1692 when these two young girls, Elizabeth and Abigail, started having fits. Now, what's a fit? Well, I mean, a fit could be classified as many things. Like a tantrum, like a child throws? No, it's so much worse than that. Oh, goodness. They started screaming, throwing things, making peculiar, weird sounds, contorting their bodies, and complaining of bites and pinches. So I can see the look on your face right now. You're thinking, what the fuck? These girls been bewitched. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't. (laughs) Oh, were they? They weren't. Witches aren't real, unfortunately. Or are they? <laughs> so the two girls that this happened to, one happened to be the daughter of Reverend Samuel Samuel Paris, who was Samuel. <laughs> Let me take that one more time from the top. All right, everybody. 
so the girls that started having these fits, one was the daughter and one was the niece of Reverend Samuel Paris. And he was a new up and coming pastor in Salem. And so he called up William Griggs, the village doctor. And he said, yo, Griggs, my girls be acting up. <laughs> and because they're Puritans, they're like, clearly this is the work of the devil. That's the only logical conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> not, sci- <laughs> not science, but the devil. So little did they know there was a smallpox outbreak. There was also like wars with the Native Americans causing fear and panic. And so this all just helped to like magnify and just like freak everyone out about witches for some reason. Once the girls started having fits, all of a sudden all the blame was being pointed at Tatuba, which was the slave for the Paris family. She was a loyal servant who was purchased right? Because she's a slave and that's fucked up. We can't forget about that. It's part of our history. Unfortunately. She was bought in the Bahamas by Samuel Paris and then he brought her back to Massachusetts. And once all this weird stuff started happening, all of a sudden Tatuba confessed and everyone's like, what? Why is the witch, why is the, why is the slave woman confessing to being a witch? Right? So little, no, little, little known fact, witches typically weren't people of color. They were like people who were outliers of the community, like deviants or just like normal people who weren't Puritans. But basically if you weren't like a hardcore Puritan, you were like considered the scum of the earth. So anyways, Samuel Paris beats Tatuba and basically coaches her to give this confession that the devil came to me and bid me serve him. Can you he made that her shit? say that? He made her say it. This is what happened. A tall white haired man from Boston or a black man, the story changes, came to her and uh, apparently, this dude was the devil and told Tatuba to sign his book. And if she signed the book, then he wouldn't he wouldn't kill her, right? But she also had to. The devil told her to hunt the girls, like kill these little girls. So the, the niece and the daughter of the reverend of the reverend, yeah. Hmm. And here were some details of her confession that she saw black dogs, red cats, yellow birds. I mean, all of these things are real, but how she presented them, it's just weird. And then she also talked about a hog and a hairy creature that walked on two legs with wings and the head of a woman. Yeah. What, what would that be? Um, like a Sasquatch angel? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> A Bigfoot angel? (laughs) What? Oh my God. Okay. This is, yeah. Yeah. This is just the beginning. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. I'm, I am ready. 
Yeah. So the devil came to her and he was like, sign my book, bitch, or I'm going to kill you. And she said, oh, no, of course I'll do it, you know, because Tatuba, like every other slave in American history, was just like, I don't want to die tonight. So she did what she had to do to get mm-hmm. by. Um, the girls that she took care of in the Paris family, um, a, you know, they started doing like weird weird stuff and people are like well obviously it's the slave's fault you know she baked what they called a witch cake which was rye meal and urine and i know that sounds really gross because it is gross like and human urine who peed on it yeah so who peed on in it? all the research i did there's like conf- there's conflicting uh you know testimonies because i mean that's just how things were back then it was the 1600s you know they didn't have the they didn't resources have Google Docs. Yeah. they couldn't just click file save you know so she baked a witch cake and conflicting stories say that she either fed it to the girls or she fed it to the dog of the family but modern science believes that the rye turned to rye ergot because of the harsh winter and it grew mold, and that's what caused the girls to have hallucinations. And there really wasn't any witchcraft involved. It was just science. Oh. Science. <laughs> I'm kind of sad though. Like I wanted, I wanted them to be witches. <laughs> I know that's I wanted them that's to be magical the... beings. Yeah. Oh, wait, there's more. There's more. Okay. But okay. I completely agree with you. It's it's disappointing to think like, man, oh, which is really uh, aren't real. It was all because of mold. It was all because of mold. <laughs> it was a fungus among us. <laughs> he was a fun guy. Yeah. yeah. Was a fun guy. There's more. There's more. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. The plot will thicken. Just wait. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so luckily, Tatuba wasn't executed. She wasn't killed for being, you know, compliant with the devil, even though she wasn't, but her owner wouldn't pay her bail. So she was in jail for 13 months. And then an anonymous person paid her bail and there's no sign of her after she left jail. Anonymous paid her bail. And then she fucking vanished. Vanished. AKA she was a witch. (laughs) (laughs) Get out I don't know. Shit. Was it Satan? <laughs> they drag her to hell. All the people that they killed weren't really witches because they died. If you were a real witch, you got out of it. So Tatuba, props, sister. Tatuba, you're our hero, girl. Completely unrelated to <laughs> what we were just talking about is Bridget Bishop, who was the first person to be executed for being a quote, witch, unquote. (laughs) (laughs) Even though none of them were witches. This wasn't during the Tituba trial? No, this was months later. This was like May, June, 1692. So Tituba and all that hysteria was like winter, and now we're like leading into the summer. All right. So Bridget Bishop... She was the first person tried as a witch. And And when you say tried, like, was this like, like a court trial? Like, were they like, what does that mean? Yeah. uh, They, 
we're straight up in this place called the, like I think it was called the witch house. Um, I need, <laughs> I should have written that down, but yeah, it was like a specific building for these trials. Like oh, interesting. they were just like shitty little courtroom, you know, like wooden, you know, think like colonial Massachusetts, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious because I've never yeah. actually looked that up. Oh yeah. I think it was called the witch house. Um, but <laughs> once again, don't go me. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> no one's quoting anything on this show. Trust me. We've, we've told okay. them many a times. <laughs> okay, good. I don't want to, I don't want any lawsuits. <laughs> you didn't say the L word. Okay. So <laughs> earlier when I was like, Hey, witches were typically people who were like, outliers and deviants, you know, like poor people, people who didn't go to church, people who dressed a little differently. And by people, I mean, women, sorry, these motherfuckers in Massachusetts were like, we need to make a special council to try these witches. And it was for like three specific counties in Massachusetts. And it was called the special court of Oyer and Terminer. Now, now we're at Bridget Bishop, the first woman ever tried. And one would think, like, why why this woman? What did she do? Well, for starters, bitch was married three times. That's a no-no in Puritan America. Uh, that's, yeah. a no, that's, that's a no-no today. Still, I think yeah. people still have marriage prejudice, right? right? Oh, yeah. Not as much. Not I as mean, much. But it's, I mean, ooh, there's still, like, a connotation there. Puritan, but- yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. still a connotation yeah. there. Oh, you've been she, married and divorced three times, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's because she was considered gossipy and promiscuous. She was a regular honest woman. No big deal, you know? Like, she, her first two husbands died, so she was a widow. Oh, or okay. was she a witch and did she kill them? <gasps> Nicole! <laughs> That's a good point. She brings up a very good point. Yeah. This was brought up in her court. Oh, was it? Court trial. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. So Bridget Bishop, she was married three times. She's from England. She lost two children in infancy. And she also sailed over from England to America, which took like multiple months. And like, you know, you had wait, issues. Like, wait, wait, So she yeah. lost two husbands and two babies? Yeah. Yeah. This bitch had a hard life. Yeah. Things were not looking up Millhouse for Bridget. Yeah, Bishop. that's kind of sketch. <laughs> that's kind of sketch. Okay. Yeah. So like this woman didn't already have enough shit to deal with. Now she's got to deal with these religious zealots who like think she's a witch for some reason. Um, one of the other ministers in town who was very respected, Cotton, Cotton Mather, um, he basically said that these trials needed to stop using spectral evidence, which is just dreams and visions and like hearsay. None of these trials were actually based on anything substantial or concrete. It was all just whatever people wanted to say. Hmm. No, no actual evidence was used to convict any of these so-called witches. So these like, okay. So even if there were some witches that got convicted, which who even gives a fuck if you're a witch, some of, some of these women could have been completely innocent. I mean, they were all completely innocent. Every Whoa. single one of them. Or were they? They were. In fact, <laughs> I was going to talk about this later, but why not now? 
Um, <laughs> the town eventually exonerated every one of their, you know, charges. Some families were paid restitution to two, but it didn't get shit because she was a fucking slave and that's how our country rolls. But, but, she vanished. but she vanished and Bridget Bishop, she was the last, I believe to be exonerated in 2001. 2001. Wow. wow yeah. That's kind of recent. That's like three over 300 years after she was killed. <laughs> that is crazy yeah so how did they exonerate her did they prove that her husband's died from natural causes or what they just you know eventually people they were like there's no such thing as witches so you're freed come the eventually, 21st century yeah i don't know eventually people just i guess got centuries smart. later i don't know they didn't really get smart Nicole, your breath smells so good, but it smells like whatever you're eating. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. I like it. <laughs> it's hella hot. Fake pork rinds. Hella hot. Okay. Vegan. So Bridget Bishop, or as I like to call her, BB. I tried it there. Okay. <gasps> I like it. BB. She was a self-assertive woman and she was, had all, as you guys already pointed out, accused of witchcraft prior to the events in Salem in 1680 when her second husband died. Mm. All right. Yeah. And you want to know what this motherfucker said about his wife? Thomas Oliver. Wait, was this her third husband? Her second husband. Oh, so this was the second one that died. So he said this before he died? Yeah, he said. Okay. She was a bad wife. The devil had come bodily to her and she sat up all night with the devil. Before he died? Yeah. And then she killed him. No, she didn't (laughs) kill him. He was like in his like late 70s and this is the 1600s. So that was like the life expectancy. He was like 107 in our time. Oh yeah, this he was like... 100 and yeah 120 year old 115 year old can compared to our society today so so yeah things are not off to a good start for bb all right so she walks into the courtroom and the so-called girls that she bewitched they start freaking out the second she walks in so we can already see samuel paris coaching his daughter and niece and these other girls to freak out when they see the witch you know And BB said to the court, I take all this people to witness that I am clear saying, listen, bitches, I ain't done shit. Stop playing me. (laughs) Stop playing me. Stop playing me. But these girls, there were four of them at this point. They said that BB hurt them and tempted them to sign the devil's book. And that the devil was her god. That's. I mean, we know that the satanic church exists, but even then, we know they don't really worship the devil. They just want the tax breaks. So these girls are freaking out. They're telling lies. And BB's like, I don't know these bitches. I've never seen them before. I am as innocent as an unborn child. They should be able to understand that, right? (sighs) They should be able to get it. But then there was like some bullshit evidence 
I'm doing air quotes. There was a there was a tear in her coat. It was circumstantial. And Judge Hathorne had accused her of bewitching her first husband. And he kept attacking her and her character. And so BB's getting pissed. She's like, I ain't taking this. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care what y'all say. All right. So now I'm going to read an actual excerpt from the court hearing. Well, I'm going to take a drink first. Yeah, so am I. Let us, let us all take a drink first. If you're listening, take a drink for this. Take a drink. I mean, unless you're at work or driving, you know. So now is some actual quotations from the trial. Bishop staunchly states, I am no witch, to which Hathorne replies, why, if you have not wrote in the book, he means the devil's book, yet tell me how far you have gone. Have you not to do with familiar spirits? I have no familiarity with the devil, she said. How is it then that your appearance doth hurt these, the judge says. And Bridget says, I am innocent. And the judge says, why do you seem to act witchcraft before us by the motion of your body, which seems to have influenced upon the afflicted? She says, I know nothing of it. I am innocent to a witch. I know not what a witch is. Then this judge this dumb motherfucker thinks, oh, I'm going to do some wordplay on her. And he goes, how do you know then that you are not a witch? And she says, I do not know what you say. Start making sense, judge. And he says, how can you know you are no witch and yet not know what a witch is? Or was she a witch? She wasn't a witch. Are you sure? I'm positive. Her husband's. And her two babies. What? It was the 1600s. Okay, we're talking no electricity, no modern medicine. I mean, they didn't even have sewage systems. She was just unlucky. She, yeah, she just got dealt a shitty hand like everybody else in the 1600s because life was super hard. But why was she put on trial and not everyone else? Because she was married thrice. But weren't others? Yes, but not in the situation. What was she married? Was did she end up being with someone that was politically high up? No, not that I know of. Well, then she was a witch, right? She was just a target <laughs> because she was considered an outlier, a deviant. So she what- had been married so many times. So what was like the the thing that people would go after? Like to blame someone for being a witch. Um, it was kind of random, but also kind of not random. It was just they would just pick like people in the community that were either like considered beggars or people who had like you know outstanding debts or women who were considered promiscuous or like you know would just your average whatever, just like your average woman who was just like fuck the patriarchy i'm gonna do what i want and Hmm. then and then you know all these judges and you know so-called important people were like no we gotta shut these bitches down (laughs) so before i move on is there any more of this story that we've not come to the conclusion of yes there's more okay (laughs) 
So Bridget Bishop says, I am clear. If I were such any person, you should know it. So she's basically saying, if I was a fucking witch, I'd already be putting spells on oh your asses. My God, that is what I would say if I was a witch. Right? She's like, if I'm a witch, then I'd be a, a witch. No, that is what I would say. Okay. And pretend to be innocent. So the just, yeah. the just. I mean, if you murdered someone, you're not going to say, yeah, I fucking murdered someone. No, you're going to say, do I look like I would murder somebody? Don't if you think I if I was going to. that person, would I have done this? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. She... Nicole has a point, but you have a point too, Stacey. Okay. I point. get it. I, I get it. Nicole, I love to be I the get it. Hey, I wish that witches were as real as the next guy. I get it. So, BB's like, listen, if I was a witch, you'd know it. I'd be casting spells all over you guys, but I'm not a witch. Mm. And the judge is like, yeah, you can threaten me if you want to, but you can't do anything else. And she's like, I'm not a witch. How much more do I have to say it to let you guys know? So she rolls her eyes because like any decently sane woman, um, when we get pissed off, we roll our eyes. (laughs) As she rolled her eyes, the girls who were bewitched rolled their eyes. And apparently the devil was on the loose in the courtroom. No. Hey-oh. How is that a coincidence, though? Um, the girls just did whatever she was doing. <laughs> How are they all going to roll their eyes at the same time? That is kind of weird. Like, if I saw that shit, I'd be like, what? Well, wasn't it that it, it, it wasn't at the same time. It was like she did it, and then the girls did it. It was always like a cause and effect type of thing. All it's right. a little different. I thought you meant like at the same time. All of them were like, no. Okay. Okay. If if that was the case, then I'd say, hey, maybe you have a real case on your hands. But that's not <laughs> what we're dealing with. You know, we're dealing with these, you know, these crazies. So this other woman in the trial lied and said that Bridget Bishop had tormented her um, because she confessed that. BB was at a meeting for witches and that she took a diabolical sacrament which is to the devil. Um, but she like, you know, pledged herself to the devil. Okay. Right. She was accused of murdering children, bewitching pigs, coming to townsmen or visiting townsmen in the night. And that there were also... I mean sex. Yeah. And there were puppets found in the walls of her house but those puppets weren't hers they were from her second husband's first wife so she was the witch so everything that's being laid out it's all circumstantial it's all being corroborated none of this checks out legitimately and for you history buffs out there the puppets were made of rags and bristles with pins in them so, fun craft project for the weekend. <laughs> so, not voodoo dolls? I mean, they were kind of voodoo-ish, but I wouldn't say that they were voodoo because they were coming from Salem, Massachusetts in the 1600s and not from, like, a voodoo culture or anything, right? Okay. Right? Their own version of it? Yeah. 
They just kind of look like rope with knots and pins. No, it looked like rope with pins in it. Yeah, but what were they dressed as? They weren't dressed. It was just rope with pins in it. Just rope with pins in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty straightforward. It was the 1600s. They didn't have Michaels or Joannes. So here's the here's the whole kicker for Bridget Bishop, BB, as we like to call her. Her most damning evidence was a preternatural teat on her taint. And then three hours later, it disappeared. So she basically had a nipple. Where on a nipple butt. on her taint where nipples ain't supposed to be. And then oh no, it disappeared. <laughs> Who was this? BB. Oh, this was BB. Who who said she had a nipple there? Um, apparently the people who examined her general her genitals because that's what they did to these women as well. They examined their genitals. Could because nothing that says really nothing says patriarchy. <laughs> nothing says she's a witch. Then teats on her nip on her genitals <laughs> let me i'm gonna take that one more time from the top thank you nothing says you're a witch than a teat on your taint <laughs> <laughs> all right so poor bridget bb she was hanged by the neck and it's really awful because stories believe that like because of how they they hanged her, that she, her neck didn't break, which would mean instant death. They think she was suffocated, which means it was a slow and painful death. And wait, the, so normally hangings broke your neck and hers didn't? So, well, it depends on, you know, from how high they, they were or how hard, like whatever they were standing on was like knocked out from under them. Like the, the neck would actually have to snap. So we don't know if the neck snapped or if she just suffocated from the pressure of the rope. But um, most likely because of the small ladder she was on and because of how it was kicked, there wasn't enough force to break her neck. So she had a slow, painful death in front of a crowd of the townspeople. Okay, that's something I never understood. Like, let's all gather around and watch this girl die. Like, what? Yeah, it was yeah, like fucked up is that? it was like this week on the Mass Singer, we kill a witch. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know, like who's unmasked this week? Yeah. That in Hocus Pocus, they die when they are hung. Yeah, the Sanderson Even if sisters. She was a witch. She would have died. She would just would have came back when the virgin lit the black flame candle. That's all. <laughs> Oh, the virgin. How embarrassing for that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this was a quote that I found in regards to her, like the day that Bridget Bishop died. It said, she was taken to the top of Gallows Hill and hanged alone from the branches of a great oak tree. Now the honest men of Salem could sleep in peace, sure that the shape of Bridget would trouble them no more. The shape of Bridget? Yeah. The shape? So, like, it was, she was too voluptuous? And is that why they killed her? I mean, I don't think it was her uh, bootyliciousness, if you will. <laughs> yes. 
I think it was the fact that she ha- she'd been married thrice. Um, her second husband and her got into f- altercations a lot, uh, domestic abuse disputes, if you will. They like to get it on, but not like in a sexy way and like a violent, abusive way. And she often had bruises. But then her husband died, and she because she didn't have him. a. Well, not really. He just died because he was old as fuck and it was the 1600s. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know because we weren't there. But he didn't have a will. So this meant that she got all of his money, all of his land, all of, you know, his stepkids. So she was the perfect target for a witch, quote unquote. Mm. And so for, do you know about her two kids? I know I didn't ask this too. Were her two kids from the same man or was it one from one husband, one from the next? Um, I believe that they were both from the first husband because mm. um, a lot of that happened before or around the time that she arrived in America from England. Mm. So we have, oh, are you okay? Is Nicole okay? You sounded like a witch just now. No matter how much I drink it, it's just not good. Well, now we know. <laughs> I'm almost done with the bottle. This is all I have left. And I don't think it's good. <laughs> Everyone might think, hey, the moral of the story is don't just presume that. Or presume or assume, you know, make an ass out of you and me. We all know that saying. Don't just assume that like the woman who's a a little different is a witch because that's not the case because you want to know the real reason that the Salem witch trials happen. Oh God. Okay. What? This motherfucker, Samuel Paris. So this guy, he was a failed merchant and he was like, I'm going to go get a slave in Barbados because apparently that's what you did in the 1680s. And then he went to uh, Massachusetts And was like, hey, I'll be a reverend. I'll be your pastor, like, for the town. But he was so conservative and, like, so over the top. Here are some descriptions of him. His sermons were, like, evangelical enthusiasm, psychological rigidity, and theological conservatism. These are words used to describe this person. He was so orthodox and ridiculous that... Within his first two years of being the reverend, church attendance was down and his family lost a bunch of money and they couldn't keep the church going and their house going. They couldn't even pay for wood, you know, oh. like they were, they were super poor. And it's weird because these places of like his church and his house, these were all the birthplaces of these fits that these girls were having. So basically... I think (laughs) that he created all this chaos and mania around witches in order to um, deflect all, all of his legal and, you know, religious issues so that the focus would be put on something else, something that he didn't have control over and he wanted control over. And 
all this, sh- all the focus shifted to the witch trials instead of the fact that Paris like had all these disputes over his contracts, over his land, over, you know, his status as a reverend. And once all the tri- the Salem witch trials started, um, his issues with his contracts and disputes, um, it just like went on the back burner, you know, went under the rug and uh, the focus was taken off of him and put on these poor women and few men who were then killed for being supposed witches. Whoa, that was a lot. Yeah. So basically the Samuel Paris guy had a misinformation campaign in the 1690s. He had a lot of power and then he lost it. And so he tried to gain it back by all this misinformation. And eventually the courts were like, listen, dude, this spectral evidence isn't not going to cut anymore. You have to use real, actual, concrete evidence. Um, Well, thank you so much, Stacey, for coming on our episode this week. Um, I have a feeling you'll be on again um, because I love you. I'm sure our listeners will love you. I'm pretty sure Nicole loves you. So um... (laughs) pretty sure she says no shit. (laughs) Our sponsors. Well, sponsor, um, as some of you know, my daughter has passed away, um, a couple years ago from a genetic disorder called, uh, glutaric acidemia type two. And me and my Grammy have started a kind of nonprofit thing going on. Um, we're in the process of getting like it verified. I don't even know what the right word is. I've been drinking wine, but you know, to become an official nonprofit. Um, and we sell homemade items, um, for me and her that we make. So like candles, t-shirts, um, we're going to be dropping another item soon, which is why I'm shouting us out, uh, on June 15th, we'll be dropping some more new items out. Um, but it's called Macy's memories and Macy is M-A-Y. C-I-E. So Macy's Memories. Um, and we are on Instagram right now and Facebook as well. Proceeds go to GA2, which is what uh research, which is what my daughter passed away from. Um, and it's a genetic disorder, a metabolic disorder, and um it'll also not only research, but to families that are going through medical disadvantages from the the disorder as well as um losing a child to it as well so um yeah if you guys want to go and follow us again it's m-a-y-c-i-e macy's memories on instagram and facebook and we make everything by hand so it's all made with love Yes, so much love goes out to the little one and all of the other families that are suffering and dealing with the same uh, disorder. Yes. Um, It is a big deal, man. Um, Losing a child or, or, you know, having a child fighting something is not easy. So... Thank you for your support. And, uh, you know, I know that the families that are going through it and the families that have gone through it are appreciating it. So donate if you can, when you can, wherever you are. Yes. So um, 
again, and even we've taken donations alone if you don't want some of the things that we are selling um, for sale. But uh, yeah, check us out. Um, it's for a good cause and we appreciate anything. If anything, just a share alone is worth so much. So we love you guys. In other news, who would have thought that smoking wasn't the most worstest thing that you could have done? Well, you're, you were wrong if you thought it was smoke because it's actually sitting. What the fuck? Because what I love to sit down. That is what I do when I am not working, when I am tired, when I can rest, I sit. And now sitting is the new smoking. Like, what is that bullshit? Right. But, you know, sometimes we just got to get our lazy asses off the chair, off the ground, wherever the fuck we are, off the bed and get to the gym. Walk the fucking sidewalk. I don't care. Just get your body moving because apparently... It's bad if you sit. Uh, Thank you guys so much again for tuning in to episode six of our podcast. I hope you enjoyed our little educational podcast here with uh, Stacey, our special guest uh, about those Salem witch trials. And we will see you again next week. Until next time. Or not next week, but you know what I'm talking about. Until next time. Stay spooky. Ooh.